We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. LL Nation, what's good? Lucky Lefty Podcast, brought to you by Nora Whiskey and NoraWhiskey.com. It's that premium American whiskey at NoraWhiskey.com. And if you're going to drink, by all means, make sure that you do so. Responsibly. You got to do it responsibly. As you can see, I'm not solo tonight. The Nora boys are in the building. Left has made it back to the home spot out there on the left coast. Fantastic week. There's nothing like Super Bowl week. Well, you say it again. If you ever have an opportunity to experience Super Bowl week, even if you don't go to the game, now going to the game is like next level. If you can find tickets to the game or find a way to get into the game, you know, maybe sneak in with the performer carrying some crates or something. I don't know, old school, like back in the day. There's one guy that gets in that sneaks into every Super Bowl. Like it's like a absolutely. It's like a thing. It's like a thing. Yeah. But it's fantastic week. But I had an opportunity to say what I had to say, but I didn't know the man. Harry, he stands, so we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some other concerns that Malik has based upon what's happened over the last couple of days. But That's right. Apple Podcast, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All of our great content. We appreciate you guys. You can leave five stars. You can leave your comments. We respond to all. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know. We spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Notre Dame offensive line coach Harry Heastand decided to retire. The news, like I said earlier today, kudos to Notre Dame public relations because they buried that bad fella at the halftime of the Super Bowl. Like they, they made it real hush hush. They kept down the hubbub and the noise that could surround it. And Harry Heastand probably wanted it that way. Probably didn't want pump and circumstance, but the statement he released, I have made the decision to retire. It is important to me to spend time with my family as I have two kids competing in college athletics, one for his last season, and I have decided it is time for me to be a part of that. I am thankful for the opportunity Father Jenkins, Jack Swarbrick, and especially Coach Freeman gave me to return for a seventh season, coaching the offensive line in Notre Dame. Coach Freeman sets the example for Notre Dame football every day. And he brings out the best in all of us. The players, especially the offensive line, are the best part of this great job. And I thank them for their hard work. It, it's, it's, you, you hate to be happy for him because I am genuinely happy for the best, the greatest, the boat, the goat, non-head coach of Notre Dame of all time history. It's it's hard to be upset when he's left the resume he has and came back and did some more. So I mean, he's had his total loyalty to the development of the program. He's gave Kelly some of his best years. Uh, a lot of players that have been through that offensive line room and a high success rate out of that offensive line room. Uh, he's been the foundational piece to the success of why we're so consistent having that offense com- offensive line competitive each and every week. And not only that, transferable skills that they can take and be all pros and Hall of Famers at the next level. So the, the man was legit. The man was legit. And, you know, leaving Marcus Freeman at a time like this, I guess the, the when it rains, it pours. And if you're going to leave now, then you better make it now and not later because it's going to get greater later. But it's it changes a lot of my perspective of the season coming up. Uh, how important the offensive coordinator is going to be with that. And the direction of this offense, I think it it teeters a lot now that you can't just uh, go to sleep at night knowing that we're going to be able to at least do some things up front. Not that we won't be able to in the future, but I know for sure I can go to sleep good at night knowing Harry, he's staying running things. That's a fair assessment, especially towards the end there. That's a question mark that you didn't expect to be there. And I talked about it a little bit earlier today. This wasn't something that came to the light over the weekend or the last couple of days. This is something that became evident 
the moment that Tommy Reese made his decision. That's when things started going. Marcus Freeman had a couple of conversations with Coach Heastan, uh, according to sources, to try and keep him on the staff. And Coach Heastan pretty much said, no, it's time for me to, to walk away, which lends me to believe that the only reason he was truly there was because of Tommy Reese. He definitely had high praises for Tommy. Uh, but is he definitely came to Notre Dame or back to Notre Dame because of Marcus Freeman and uh, his belief in him as a head coach? I think he got him a few more years than probably Harry expected. So I think Marcus Freeman, in combination with Tommy, probably squeezed out a few more years from Harry Heastan. Uh, but you know, I think he he probably was on that David Shaw. You know, Harry Heastan has been on the recruiting trail, been dedicated on another level passionate on another level to the game of football. And so to see uh, him him take a Tom Brady approach and be like, hey, like my kids is older. <laughs> they only going to be a senior once. And I got everything I got going on. You know, let me uh, take this bow out before I, my wife bows out. <laughs> yeah, Harry doesn't strike me as – or he strikes me as someone that does not like to be bothered or told how to do his job. He strikes me as someone that just likes to be left alone and given the opportunity to coach his guys the way he wants to coach his guys. And let me do my thing. Yeah, he's definitely a guy that's going to stay out the way. He's not looking to catch all the fanfare. Like, remember Blake Fisher, when Blake Fisher was getting a lot of fanfare, he said, hey, let the guy play. There's a lot of things you got to work on. Yeah, he's good. Let me turn him great. And I think, you know, only Harry Heastan can curb the hype of an old lineman. The, the, the few times that they do have the hype. Yeah. <laughs> and only he can curb it with, a, with, with the humbleness needed uh, to keep him locked in and, and to continue to grow and get better like Blake Fisher has been. And so it's just crazy. And, and it definitely does affect the recruits in some way. But I think Chris Watt, if that's the replacement or if that's the next man in, uh, he's been around Coach Heastan long enough to at least have some of the few traits that Harry uh, left and he can pick up off of. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Chris Watt, upon all reports, still sticks with the staff. And, you know, we'll see. You know, but your point about, I actually think it's best that it went down this way. And I remember making a statement last week that things that are happening are actually happening for Notre Dame and not to Notre Dame. Like Notre Dame, Marcus Freeman, they're not victims because of the things that are happening with Tommy Reese and Harry Heastan. This gives the new OC a level of comfortability to be able to bring in somebody that they have a relationship with and that they trust. You know, as much as you respect Harry, he's standing on what he's been able to do. The incoming OC, you will probably feel better with somebody that they know and that they can trust at that position. So with the news, you know, like I said, this this ball started rolling when Tommy Reese made his decision. No, when James sure. Laronitis. James Laronitis made his decision. I think that was the domino. Well, I don't think I think, I think James Laronitis. I think James Laronitis pretty much knew that he wanted to be on the whole Ohio State staff. 
they just they just didn't they didn't for whatever reason didn't hire him last year and his boy hooked him up. His boy hooked him up so he can get experience. So yeah, I, I never think felt uh, like James Laronitis was about to be defensive coordinator or anything like that. That that was never the vibe I got. Harry Harry no, Sanders. Is an have you seen this much turnover from a coaching staff in one year? Do you attribute that to the record or you attribute that to just the way things happen at Notre Dame? Because it is sort of unusual, but not unexpected from the sense that, you know, I can understand Harry Heastan's retirement. You know, I can understand he's been giving so much to it. So uh, I just wonder what it what it involves. Um, like I said, James Laronitis, that domino was something that anyone really close to it understood. The dude was doing sports radio in Columbus, afternoon drive, wanted to be into coaching at Ohio State, didn't make room for him. That's where he wanted to be. His boy gets the job in Notre Dame and his boy says, look, he didn't bring him on as a coach. He brought him on as Consultant. Help him out. Got him reps. Got him experience. Got him out on the recruiting trail. Let him build up, you know, cut his teeth. And then all of a sudden, when he starts to build up a name on the recruiting trail, all of a sudden, Ryan Day has a spot for him. So that that was really about Ryan Day and Ohio State playing James Laronitis for a full year. But James yeah. Laronitis, his heart was never at Notre Dame. Like, no, he didn't. That I was never fooled to thinking that James Laronitis' heart was at Notre Dame. Like, no, his boy hooked him up. His boy, his boy yeah, and I think, up. you know, it is, it boy definitely hooked him up, but he, I thought he was going to give us at least one or two more years. Just on a cutting your teeth, you need a couple years of experience at a, uh, at that GA position or whatever position just to get your feet wet. But, you know, when you're a successful on-the-rise program like Notre Dame is, these other programs ain't cutting us no slack. They come in and seeing the potential the same as we are, and they're just executing on it. And I think that's a part of what happens at the as a rotation at the Notre Dame football team. But it also leaves more opportunity for Coach Freeman to expand his coaching prowess and mm. filling spots where they're most needed most. Yeah, I I can agree with that. I can agree with that. And if you move the domino, that was Tommy Reese. Man, we know what Tommy Reese was, dude. Tommy Reese was two faced from the time he came back to Notre Dame. He was two faced. Like he, he never wanted to be here. Coach on his shoulders. So. He was waiting for the opportunity, the right opportunity to leave. It is what it is. And that's not throwing shade at him. That's his actions. His actions showed that. So you don't have to be upset with what I'm saying. His actions showed that he didn't want to be here. That's- well, he's no different than uh, Ryan Day. When you're born on third base, you know, you you always going to be looking for something better. He didn't go through no grueling interview process to be the offensive coordinator at Notre Dame. <laughs> it was a phone call. Yeah. So you can only imagine the value he's treating the position because he's like, man, I ain't even apply here. So just imagine if I applied myself to a, a different program that I don't, I'm not tied to what it could mm-hmm. look like, a.k.a. Alabama, obviously. 
Yeah. But, you know, he was born with the Mercedes Benz in the garage. So he's looking for Lamborghinis, Bentleys, Porsches. Because he already got these. Uh, I got the Mercedes of my starter car. What? Yeah. I'm already thinking bigger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Unfortunately, man, I can't. You know, so what's your, show. Go ahead. what's your gut feeling right now? I'm, you said this last week. Remember, we had a conversation this this weekend. Like, we can go ahead and reveal one of our private conversations from over the weekend. We were talking about things, and this was before Harry Hesam was released. We were talking about all the dominoes in the NFL that were going to fall once the Super Bowl ended. Like, as soon as the Super Bowl is done, NFL business is open, and you're going to have a lot of assistant positions opening up, a lot of people moving. And we were talking about Al Golden and how more than likely Al Golden is going to be interviewing for one of those jobs and can like to leave. <laughs> and your response to me when we started discussing that was, man, this is a lot of movement, man. This is a lot of movement, and you, you definitely voice concern over that. And, you know, that's understandable. Like, I've never been part of a team that had to deal with – I pointed this out earlier today. When Tommy left, we saw – whether good or bad, we saw players react on social media, right? And then we saw former players throw flowers to Tommy, his teammates. When Harry left and it was announced, it was almost silence. Mm. It was mm. almost silence. I think Logan Diggs said something, and then Blake Fisher like retweeted it. But I didn't see any offensive linemen like, man, coach. It was like, okay. But that, but Harry Houston is the perfect example of a of a. It's like when you uh, ship see the ship leave from the dock. It's like you're not necessarily happy or sad. It's like it's just that time of the year. It's that time of the day. It just has to leave the dock. Yeah. And I think Coach Harry Heaston has left so much of a wealth of knowledge in those guys from a, just a programming standpoint that those guys know how to continue to, you know, take what they've learned from Coach Heaston and, and build on it because Coach Heaston wouldn't be if the, if it wasn't Coach Heaston, it was another coach. Coach Heaston would would continue like his day to day, and I think that's something of what the players' mentality is in that offensive line room. I'm sure it hasn't hit a lot of guys yet because it didn't hit me until, you know, it was a random, you know, the Super Bowl's going on and you're seeing all this, and it's just it's it's kind of in the fanfare thing, so it kind of gets washed by. But yeah, it's it's one of the more impactful things that's happened in Notre Dame in the last few years. Yeah. This is an interesting question. And this goes back to um, Tim B says 90 yards rushing versus USC. Where was Harry then? Tim, look, man, you know how I feel. This is sports, man. I, man, I don't look at coaches, bro. Especially when it gets to a certain point, like, dude, you're a grown man out on that field when you're 20, 21 at that point. You've been in the program two, three years. Um, I'm not looking at Harry Heastan. That's your job. You miss an assignment, that's on you. Because I know you've been yeah. taught. There's no different than a teacher. And that's what he's going to yell about. 
Absolutely. No different than a teacher that prepares you for a test. If you get the answer wrong, it's not the teacher's fault. You can't blame the teacher. <laughs> you can't blame the teacher. You can't blame the teacher. You blame, the greatest, the greatest excuses. You can blame Tommy for those terrible calls on fourth down. You can blame that. Yeah. That's like the teacher switching the switching the uh, answers or the questions on the same test day. Right. And, and, number and four Harry ain't number stand, four from yesterday. Harry Heastan is not telling Tommy, give Chris Tyree the ball on the inside. Yeah, no. He doesn't control which running backs go in. He controls the blocking. Or he controls the blocking. He controls the blocking. And out of all our games last year, I don't think anybody was thinking, oh, we're going to have a D-line we got to be aware of. Dude. Not one. Just to, just think about that as a Notre Dame fan where you're looking at the season and being like, if we're losing, it's not because of the other team's D-line. When mm -hmm. we were going up against Clemson, we wasn't caring about nothing about their D-line. It was, man, they better hope they can stop our run. Mm -hmm. Even Ohio State. Our points about Ohio State had nothing to do with the O-line, D-line. It was no. secondary. We talk about linebackers. Because we knew if anything we going into that game with, that offensive line going to be right. That type of confidence and, and foundation is what makes Marcus Freeman feel so comfortable going in recruiting and saying we can go get it done. It's the it's the it's the pieces of, around the program that make it change. Man, look, it's one of those things where the loss because of the legacy hurts, but in the reality, I'll give you a great example: the tackle that had your boy Pat Mahomes limping yesterday, it hurt, right? Because your man slapped the injured area. So it was just, it stung. There was no damage. It wasn't like he twisted it real bad again, but it hurt. And once Pat got over the hurt, the reality was he could still go out and rock. He could That's still right. go out and perform. And it's the same thing with this Harry Heastan thing. It hurts. It hurts. It's almost like it hurts on the level of not slapping the, the ankle or the knee of Patrick Mahomes. It hurts like 50 cent getting shot nine times and surviving. Now you you going way too you going way too far. You're going way too far now. Come on now. This is not get rich or die trying to know that. That's what it feels like. That's the type of pain we're talking about. Like Marcus is going to come out to the media with a bulletproof vest on, huh? An Under Armour bulletproof vest to meet the media to talk about <laughs> these new hires. Well, you are crazy. He's going to say that's the pain <laughs> it felt like with Harry Heastan retiring. It was unexpected. And it was in it cut. It cut deep. This is not no, no paper cut. This See, is a Tommy, deep cut to a Tommy point. Reese was the high ankle sprain. Tommy okay. Reese was the high ankle sprain. And then that Harry Heastan, right? And then Harry Heastan was the tackle that happened on Pat Mahomes. It stung and it stings and it hurts, but the reality is, you're still in the game. Well, maybe the reality like is, the reality is, you still have Blake Fish and you still have Joe Alt. You still have Zeke Correll. 
You still have three really good players on the offensive line. You still have Sam Hartman as your quarterback. You still have the best running back room in college football. Like, as much as we want to talk about Harry Heastan being gone, the reality is no name's okay. Yes. It's going to sting a little reality. bit. That's the reality. No name's okay. No name's okay. I mean, so, see, it hurts. we're okay for the short term. You know, but we, because we go from a Harry Heastan to, to Kane Madden real fast. That's the 50 cent pain. Yeah. Because we'll come out strong, I'm sure. You sticking with this 50 cent story, huh? <laughs> because it didn't feel like that with Kane Madden in, in the last offensive line coach. First just, of all, Kane Madden was horrible him. talent. Stop. <laughs> Kane Harry Madden Heastan was untalented. Harry he was Heastan not talented. He just made me say a, a, never let a non-word. Kane Madden lace up his knee braces to go practice with him. That would have never happened under Harry Heastan. The things we accept after he leaves, that's the the bullet wounds that get deeper. You're still talking bullet wounds, man. But I do think the man Marcus Freeman from that 937, he's got some tricks up his sleeves. You know who is very similar to? The guy up north. What guy? Uh, LeBron James, the all-time greatest leading scorer that knows how to turn Campbell's chicken soup into chicken gumbo. Lucky Lefty Podcast, Chicken Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation in conjunction with Irish Breakdown. All the great content. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spend it different. I think early, I don't know, I'm bugging. Earlier I mentioned that Chris Watt was, I meant to say Chris Watt could be someone that could come back and be a part of the staff. Um. He stand and Chris Watts' personality is, are so different. The crazy thing is Trevor Mendelson, who did a lot of work with the offensive line recruiting before Harry came back officially, now he has gone on and taken another job. So there's a lot of not just hiring, you know, up top with the coaches. There's going to be a lot of turnover at the consultant, analysts, GA level as well. So, you know, we'll see. I still believe all of this is happening for good reasons for Notre Dame. That's my opinion. Like, look, I'm cool. I'm cool with it. I don't. I'm cool because these are all coaches that have been there before. These are guys that have been around the program a good amount familiar with Notre Dame to where it's just a, a transition period. Now, okay. if this was Mike Mickens leaving for Alabama, I'd be like, damn. <laughs> that'll, that'll hurt in a different way, you know? Okay, so I'm a quick announcement. We might do three shows tonight, bro. We might do three shows tonight. We'll end this show, and then around 8.15 Mountain Time, which is 9.15 my time, Josh Newman, beat reporter for the Salt Lake Tribune, who covers the Utah Utes. He's going to join us for about 20 minutes to talk about Andy Ludwig. 
and give us the inside track from the Utah side on Andy Lovewick. So, you think we should go live, or do you, or do you think we should just record it and play it tomorrow? I already know what Lucky Lefty's going to say. I already know what LL Nation is going to say. What do you, what do you think, Lefty? You think we should just record it and play it tomorrow? We should definitely record it and play it tomorrow because it's going to be some heavy hitters. You might need to edit it first. <laughs> Lucky Lefty Podcast. So, once again, Harry Heastand, no longer the offensive line coach at Notre Dame, has chosen to retire. And in his retirement, head coach Marcus Freeman did have words. He said, I want to personally thank Coach Heastand for coming out of retirement from our first year as a head coach and raising the standard, not only for our offensive line, but for our entire team. Dick Corbett, uh, head coach Marcus Freeman, those are his statements. Part of them concerning Harry Heastand. Everybody's like, go live, go live. <laughs> oh, man. 10.15 is a little late. Uh, but we, we definitely have to get the interview when we can get the interview. So Definitely, definitely. We'll get it done. Lucky Lefty Podcast. Hey, Lef. Um, We got some things to talk about, bro. We just talked Harry Heastand. I'll let you hear from the freshmen and Thomas Harper and what they had to say over the weekend to get your feedback. But uh, anything you want to say? Anything you would like to say? Anything you got to get off? Man, I had to speak on Easton specifically, but I think the Andy Ludwig thing is going to be a little more in-depth just from a psychological standpoint. We're getting, we're getting psychological when we're doing our job hires, especially at Notre Dame, because, you know, we get them degrees. And we put them to use because it's deeper than just a job. Hire. We mm-hmm. got to get the right fit, the right philosophy. And Andy Lugwig is direction that Marcus Freeman is headed. And, and, and you know, the guys that we lost, I don't think they would have been on the same page. Mm-hmm. That's nice. That's not what I'm talking about, though. Is there anything <clears throat> you want to say? Is there <laughs> anything you need to say? Uh, you know, Super Bowl was great. Uh, mm. Patrick Mahomes, man, I think, you know, throwing for 93 yards in the second half is real crazy. But mm-hmm. to do it in five years, you got two Super Bowl MVPs, two championships, three MVPs of the league. You might be runner-up to Michael Vick, you know, so it's all good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 72 of 100, 703 yards passing, seven touchdowns, zero interceptions for the playoffs. On one leg. I mean, he's making it look way too easy. Just, just wait. Wait till Lamar Jackson comes back. They pay him that money. You're going to see a real all-star soon. Mm. See, they paid Josh Allen too early, and then they now they got to cover it with media to build it up. You know what mm. I mean? But he's not worth the money. Mm. But the AFC, though, mm-hmm. the 10 best quarterbacks are in the AFC right now. No, the he's best the quarterback 10. is in the AFC. <laughs> okay, he's a part of that. He's a part no, of that. No, no, no. The- he is that. The best quarterback is in the AFC. And then there's some other ones. There are some other ones in the AFC. 
Well, I would like to see Patrick Mahomes in different circumstances before we just start crowning guys. Of different best. circumstances. What else you want? Let's not give you let's uh let's not have an all-time Hall of Fame best tight end ever to play that you throw that you threw to the entire game. Mm. Let's let's talk about that. Mm. You got uh so you arguably just, the most loved head so coach. You're you just ignoring the fact that Juju Schuster was killing in the second half, right? I guess that it, well, when's it okay? When's no, hold the last on, time wait you a minute. Juju you just ignoring that, right? <laughs> you just ignoring the Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony oh, came no, shout over out for, KT, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. For hey, a fourth hey, round man. pick and just shout out to KT, my teammate at Florida. I knew he was a beast. I knew he was a beast. I knew he was a first rounder when I was at Florida. Mm-hmm. And to see him make the big kick, the punt return, score mm-hmm. a touchdown, it's mm-hmm. like duh, I knew it. So mm-hmm. shout out to, if anybody I'm happy for, KT, I'm the happiest for. That's my guy. The Giants didn't know it, though. The Giants didn't know it, though. Listen, that, look, I could have told you that he wasn't going to work out at the Giants. I could have told mm. you that. Mm. <laughs> Once he got drafted to the Giants, I'm like, I wonder what his next team would be. Mm. And he just happened to fall upwards mm. to a Super Bowl team. Mm. <laughs> That's a great story. But KT, definitely. Did you expect Sky Moore to catch a touchdown yesterday? Scott Moore look good, but you you talking about aspects of the team that are making plays because the ball mm. goes everywhere. There's mm. not too many offenses like that. Mm. I mean, it is in Cincinnati though. Mm. It looks like that in Cincinnati. That's why they and that's why they there every year. Oh, you mean at home watching? <laughs> uh, playing games at the end of the season, late when it matters. Well, I'm talking about like a Super Bowl Sunday. That's <laughs> that's why they at the crib watching. Listen, everybody that is that in on it knows that the Eagles secondary was just a matter of time. Brandon Ayuk literally said, I will go down the street to the bank, put my entire savings and my house on Kansas City. <laughs> yeah, because he like like I said, and like others said, look, I said, and people thought I was crazy. Where's our, our, our guy at? Benny. Our guy Benny that, that's on every day that was talking about how the Eagles were going to run through Kansas City easily all week. Look, I saw Dak Prescott put up 40 on this defense, bro. <laughs> Don't do Dak like that. Wait a minute. Like I'm, actually, I'm actually throwing flowers to Dak. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just saying. When I saw Dak Prescott put up 40, I was like, oh, this back end, they not it. That's not it. I said this as well, bro. At some point, the way the game is played, if you have the right coach and the right quarterback, it's hard to beat teams, man. It's just hard hard. to beat teams, bro. In the game of football, when you have a good coach and a great quarterback, it makes it really hard to beat that team. See, we should do that. We should we should make a checklist of what a good coach is. And then if that checklist matches up with the QB coach comparison, I think we'll have a good identifier mm-hmm. if our own coaches yeah. are good for the situation. But you got the best head coach with the best quarterback 
And then you throw Eric Bieniemy in there. Give him a little bit of credit. It's hard too, but hey, he was there too. That's a three-headed monster that's hard to deal with week in and week out or for one game. You know, it's not like a series. It's a one-game experience. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I have a stat for you, bro. And this is this is bananas when I heard this. You guess the top three teams in the NFL with rookies that played the most snaps. Kansas City. New Orleans. And the Browns, maybe? The top three teams with the most stats played by rookies this season. The Chicago Bears, the Houston Texans, oh, here we go. and the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chicago Bears wow. and the Houston Texans are number one and two in the NFL draft. <laughs> the Kansas City Chiefs just won the Super Bowl. Think about oh, that, bro. That's, think about, think that's about that. That's caveat it, though. That's, that's caveat it. Goes it goes to our point. It goes to our point when yeah. you have a great coach and a great quarterback. Man, you it don't dude, matter. You can you can get away with some things. You can get away with some things. Hey, but you, you saw what they said though. They said this is the biggest Bears draft in maybe a decade, bro. Let me tell you something. And I'm put. I put Bears fans. I put all Bears fans on the petty train. Chicago Bears fans didn't give a dang about that Super Bowl yesterday. No, I was, they I was didn't a, bro. I was at a Super Bowl party. I'm talking about in the middle of the fourth quarter when the game was in the balance. Middle of the fourth quarter, that was a conversation, <laughs> an argument going on about Jalen Carter and Will Anderson. Yes, the game is on the line. They didn't, Bears fans didn't give a darn who won that game. They didn't care, dude. They did not care. They were like, man, They're whatever. That pick to happen. Dude, yeah, let's that get to this pick. Come down. It was crazy. I'm like, you can't even enjoy the moment. You can have this argument an hour from now. And this is one of the best Super Bowls played in a long time. In a long time. And that's on a bad field. <laughs> You talking about the eighty thousand they spent on that field? That was eight hundred thousand. Oh. <laughs> eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand. It took two years to grow. 
Oh, that eight hundred thousand, boy, you could have sent that down to Mexico and then flipped that if you're trying to grow some grass <laughs> or grow some herbs. Yeah, you could grow something for eight hundred. Right. That's a Mexico. bad. That's a bad investment, NFL. You said that much money to grow something to, to get and got that? Man, that's horrible. You could have grown something legally out there in California and made a whole lot of money for the same amount of for the same amount of investment. Hey, say yes for your price for the price. Yeah, you could have, man. You could have really did something with that. Boy, you could have put that eight hundred thousand into a nice strand out there in California. Man, man. So it goes back to okay, what's worse, a field like that or the astroturf? You know, it's like good grief. Both of them aren't serviceable. <laughs> you're growing grass for two years, or you lay asphalt down. Neither one is good. Man, <laughs> it was crazy, bro. It was crazy. So the Bear fans are really, one. really ready for this this first pick of the draft. Because y'all got two number ones, right? Wait, what? bro, look at this. Hard <laughs> foundation. All I care about is who we draft. They, they, when I tell you, they didn't give a darn about yesterday's Super Bowl at all. Yeah. I was in the midst of them. I'm telling you, the conversation was like, yo, what's going on? Yeah, man, that commercial was horrible. What's up with Justin Fields, though? See, what we need to do. <laughs> this is during the game. They need to do, yeah. You must have went to the Bears draft analyst party. <laughs> this, Bro. The draft Super Bowl party where they are totally analyzing the draft. No, that was just. the game is going on. <laughs> like, they didn't even have a pick. Like, you know, you go around the room before the game starts to see if you want to bet somebody. Like, who you got? Who you got? Man, I don't care. They don't even, they like, look. I don't care. Season is over. I'm just here to watch, man. I'm just here for the food. Yeah. Yeah. There's some, there some very good catered uh, events out there. Shout out to the catered events during Super Bowl. A lot of thought oh, went into man. the design. Did you see the one that spilt over? The Eagles Stadium one? <laughs> they put all that food in that little thing, man. Just to order pizza because you know flipped it over. <laughs> Dude. You see the Eagles fan destroy the TV? Joe Papiti said, My girl just said that was dollar store grass. Look, man. <laughs> Look, let's get some of these questions right now, left. Because we're gonna talk about these young men that we met. Andy for life. Harry should have just left at the same time as Tommy. Yeah. I think that's true if he was thinking like Tommy. Yeah, super chat. My guy, Matt, 2011 GT, we went 9-4, and four, turnover is okay as long as we improve. Now, that's a good point. You went 9-4 and four to what you had. I would rather improve the talent and lose a few coaches than to keep the coaches and have the talent pretty much stay the same. Like, if you told me that 10, Drew Plyme is going to be my quarterback, but I can keep Tommy, no, no, Tommy can go. Tommy can go. Yeah. Tommy can go. To worker, thank you for the super chat. Should we be concerned that Tyler might leave at the spring practice? How possible? Left. Your thoughts on that? <sighs> Not having no. Uh, well, I mean, it would make it easier for this season. Hmm. <laughs> it would just make it easier for this season. Hopefully, yeah. Kenny or Steve would be ready as a backup and. 
you know, one somebody's gonna have to be ready for the year after, and that's still gonna be the question. We're answering that question this year and next year if Tyler is a leaving. Yeah, uh, I agree with that. I rock with that. Adam Ziliak, thanks for tapping in. Sean and Luck, do you see Notre Dame letting the new OC bring in an analyst? Sort of how Freeman brought Chad Bolt. I mean, Luck, if you the new OC, I'm, I'm pretty sure you would want somebody charting things and giving you the metrics and numbers. Yeah, I think if anything, man, just find the most help you can. You know, it's like studying for a project. You want to get all to gather all the information before you start working on the actual project. So if we need analysts, if we need an extra QB coach, if we need some guys walking around with some good advice, mm -hmm. I mean, for, for this year specifically, yeah, we still are expected to win at a high level. But, you know, Marcus Freeman is still, in a way, figuring it out. I mean, this is year two, and he's going in with a different set of circumstances, and I think it's just going to be one of those times. Yeah. Tim B., who should the Bears pick according to LL? This is interesting because Malik hit me up about this Saturday. Um, I would take one pick inside the top ten if I was the Bears, if I were the Bears. I think someone said it in chat. I would, man, I'm trading a number one pick. I'm not taking either one of those defensive guys at number one. I'm trading a number one pick. And if somebody else gives me a nice deal to trade back a second time and I can pick up and end up with three first round picks, I'm due. Because the Bears need a lot. They need a lot. So you're saying the first round isn't as valuable or first pick of the draft wouldn't be as valuable as trying to get three more picks of that first round. If you told me that I have to leverage getting Jalen Carter or Will Anderson at number one over building up the team in free agency and with more picks in the first round, I'm taking – more picks and more players over one guy. That's how bad the Bears are. That's how bad they are. That's so how you bad they at, are. You looking at just stack players to be like, let's just Man. get a bunch in and then we'll Man. see which ones fall through the cracks. Man, right? <laughs> but you got trying to pay Justin Fields money to one dude to have a Khalil Mack type of season. No, no, no. See, that's why I choose the latter because Justin Fields is about to get paid in two years. Provided he plays good this year. Yeah, I don't have two, three drafts to get things right. I need to give him the opportunity to be good. I need to find out if he's good. And in order to do that, I need to put more pieces around him. And the more exactly. pieces I can get around him in free agency in the draft, the better opportunity I get to see who he is as a quarterback. The Bears have to feel encouraged, right? They just watched. There is nothing that Jalen Hurts did yesterday that Justin Fields can't do. Nothing. Oh, one, yeah, not one. Not one. That's not absolutely one. nothing that Jalen Hurts nothing. did yesterday that Justin Fields can't do with the right pieces around him 
the right offensive line, and the right coaching, man. There's nothing he can't do. He has I mean, the potential. Jalen Hurts, gives, Jalen Hurts opened the door for a guy like Justin Fields to man. have real value in the league, provided they get a coach. 100. 100. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I'm expecting Deshaun Watson to be great next year. Justin Fields to be great next year. I think it'll be a little harder for Jalen next year, just because. I think if he won, it was. I continue. think they have they have two first round picks though. Mm. The Eagles have two first round picks. They just have a lot of decisions. Are, do you do you give team. do you give Jalen his money now, or do you wait another year? Because of where he's at in Chicago, I feel like they're going to wait it out. <laughs> I just think they're just going to wait until he shows sign of messing up. Mm-hmm. And then they'll Lamar Jackson even try to franchise tag him. That's my, un, my unfortunate, I don't hope it happens, but I can kind of see it. Mm-hmm. Because if that was the case, then after this year, I – in my opinion, what they should do after this year, they should pay him. Because that's what they did to Josh. They paid Josh, and he was what? Middle of the road still. Yeah. I'm using yeah. everything to Josh Allen. Yeah. <laughs> they paid Jared Goff an extension, and he came, well, he did come off a Super Bowl, but they ain't even, you know, questioned his uh, his contribution to the team. And he had Aaron Donald and all that <laughs> going on, Ty Gurley. You know, strong running game, recipe to success. And they pay him without even blinking. They paid Carson Wentz on a 14-2 and two season. He didn't even finish the season. They couldn't wait to give him his bread. So I hope they would treat Jalen like that. Now, Lord, uh, Jeff Lurie did say that Jalen is the quarterback of the future. They love what they got with him. But let's see if you love it in that checkbook. Justin Fields, on the other hand, man, you got so much rotation in that front office. Are you going to trust you're going to be there? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because all it takes is a bad draft for them people that just came in to be right back out. Because y'all can't afford another season like last year. Not, <laughs> with that, not, with that, not with that new stadium coming in town. They're going to want to fill that thing up. Hey, look. You better bring some AI, some Michael Jordan, some. <laughs> Joe Papini said Jalen is willing to do a deal that allows flexibility for the Eagles to get other pieces. If What's I was that? Him, I'm Wait a minute, this is the crazy thing. Dude, that's 40 million still. Jalen Hurst's dude. If you talk about the market is 50, they're talking about giving Dak Prescott 50 on an extension left. 50. 50. Man of the year, you know. 50. Jalen Hurts would probably get like a – he'll probably get 35, 40. Dude, Jalen Hurts, listen to me. I don't care what these people are talking about. Hey, man, obviously we saw yesterday that you are pretty much the offense for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's your value. That's your work. They know that. Do not take less than forty million. If they slide Shoot you anything less than forty million, and close to two hundred fifty million guaranteed, bounce. 
And then I would go in there. You know what I would do? I'd go in there and show them Gardner Minshew's tape. Exactly. But look what y'all look like. Look what y'all look like without me. Throwing picks, losing to Dallas, all type of crazy. <laughs> you say, y'all better pay me because y'all don't want to put Gardner Minshew back in there. And yeah. Eagles fans booing me and yeah. booing you for not yeah. paying me. I'll I thank Gardner Minshew for them little two games of, of terribleness. Yeah. The mediocrity. Because that's going to get me paid. And then he messed around and played good in the Super Bowl. He played, he outplayed yeah, Patrick he, Mahomes. Dude. Yo. He played incredible. Man. He played incredible. Sneaks, you know, making plays when it mattered. I mean, he was dealing. But that goes to show what confidence looks like. Man, he was playing like he was the half a billion dollar man. And the crazy thing is, this is the crazy thing. We are in, I think, year two of Patrick Mahomes' extension. In two years, his contract will be like a bargain because the Chiefs <laughs> because the Chiefs did it early. That's in two years. Like if he wins another one, and then it's a bargain in two more years, and they can actually go out and get more talent, bro. Like the potential for the Chiefs to just go on a run right now is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. So much success in five in five years. I mean, unless something tragic happened, I don't see it slowing down either. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.